0: This is Difference Makers. I'm Mike Lee, Director of Local Ministries for True Talk at 100, the 93.9 KPDQ FM Network, AM 860, The Answer, KPAM, AM 1640, The Patriot, 93.1, L Ray, and 104.1, The Fish. Where You may have heard my dear friend Andy West filling in on the morning show. Andy and Lori Kahn, his wife, will be leaving us for greener pastures in Washington. So God bless you, Andy and Lori. I'm missing you already, and I hope and pray that your family just enjoys this new chapter of life. I'd also like to talk to you. About how to become an authority and expand the reach of your ministry or business, both on the air and from our state-of-the-art digital and online resources through Salem Surround. What it takes to qualify for maybe hosting your very own radio program. How you can host one of our station's events and bring people to your church or business at no risk to you. And how your ministry or business can even have presence at our concerts and our events. Check this out. Stephen Curtis Chapman, Acoustic Christmas is coming to Rolling Hills Community Church. That's in Tualatin on Sunday, December 15th. It'll be an amazing evening with one of Christian music's most enduring artists and his guitar sharing the songs of the Christmas season, some of his greatest hits ever, and wonderful stories while introducing the music of Jillian Edwards. VIP tickets are available. Just check out kpdq.com for all the details. You can even find out about things like First Friday, First Friday, being held at Adventist Medical Center on Southeast Market Street, just south of Mall 205 in Portland. As you walk into the carport area, go downstairs by the piano, and you'll be there just in time to catch today's guests, who will be at First Friday on Friday, December 6th. So we've got two of them. Welcome, the Brown Sisters in studio, Leah Brown-Harrison and Dorcas Brown-Smith. Sisters, how are you doing today?
1: Awesome. Doing Wonderful. Thank you.
0: You may remember that Dorcas came on with her son, Joseph, in October of 2018. So, can you give us an update? How is Joseph's health doing as he was fighting Ewing sarcoma cancer? And that's that's tough on anyone, but especially on a kid.
2: Well, I am happy to report that Joseph is cancer-free. Hallelujah. On November 1st, he turned 15, and we had a birthday party that was a cancer free birthday party. And he is a freshman in school at Manahouse Christian Academy, um, otherwise known as City Christian School. And he actually missed most of his eighth grade year. So it's a miracle that he's doing well academically in school. And he just joined the basketball team. (laughs) That's a miracle, too. So I'm just so thankful, especially for all the prayers that were prayed for Joseph. Thousands of prayers went forth for him. And I know that's a part of the reason why he's doing so amazing right
0: now. Well, thank God we're on the radio not on TV, because it's really hard to fight the tears. Because I remember when Joseph had tearfully shared that he had to give up basketball, and he so loved it. And God had given him a new normal, and he had friends, and he's really into video games. He was a normal kid. But praise God, he has been delivered from cancer. God answers prayer. And I'm just so very happy for you, Dorcas, and for Joseph. And you may remember Dorcas also sang at Portland Good Friday Breakfast in 2019 when John O'Leary was the keynote speaker, and you blew us all away. So tell us in front of this crowd here. Do you enjoy singing solo in addition to singing as part of the Brown Sisters? Are there very different dynamics for you or what? There are
2: different dynamics. And I have to say, I love all the musical jobs that I'm given, Um, whether I'm singing with my sisters, which is super special in and of itself, especially since we've been singing together since I was seven years old. And that's like almost 40 years ago. (laughs) So there's a a special dynamic, a special relationship, a special friendship that we share. And it's so natural when we sing together. Um, It's effortless in flowing with each other. And sometimes we can almost, we're so instinctive with one another that we kind of do the same things through the different musical phrases at the same time. And sometimes they're unplanned same things Um, so and we can communicate with our eyes when we're singing when we want to do something a little different in the middle of the song and we'll all know what we are trying to communicate so that's super special and then but as far as singing by myself I, I love doing that because my whole heart behind any kind of musical expression is blessing the people inspiring the people. So if I'm doing that alone or if I'm doing that with my sisters or if I'm doing that with a praise team um, that I am working with or another group or a choir that I'm teaching, then I am just, my heart is to communicate heaven on earth. You know, I want to bring joy. I want to bring peace. I want to bring inspiration. I want to bring um, love. I want people to have the hope of Jesus. Um And so, um yeah, it it's it's different, but they're all special in and of themselves.
0: Leah, do you have that same rapport with all your sisters? Is it about equivalent between each one or do you have just a special added gift or sense of communication with one or two sisters?
1: Are you asking me if I have a favorite sister? <laughs>
0: Not necessarily a favorite one, but the one you click with. For instance, our dear friend Georgina Rice and her sister Donna Stussman are singing together very frequently at events and churches, and it's like they have a sixth sense about each other. So, do you have that with any or all of your sisters, Leah?
1: With all of my sisters, I think I have it. There's something special about each of them. And growing up, I considered Joanna, who is in Atlanta. Um, we were the, I considered us the closest because we were closest also in age. We're, we're a little bit less than a year apart. So if anyone would ask me, who's your best friend? I would actually say, oh, my sisters are my best friend. And when I was younger, I would say, Joanna's my best friend. So growing up again, she was my, I considered her my best friend. And then as we got to be adults and, and, and got our own families, um, our younger sister, Rachel, we ended up moving close to each other. Uh, our houses were right across the street from each other at one time. And and then we kind of became closer that way. So I would talk to Rachel the most because also um, besides us in proximity of living close together, we actually married brothers. <laughs> so I married the second of the, of the 11 and Rachel married the 10th child. So it actually kind of, Made us double closer (laughs) in a way of our communications with each other. But again, with Dorcas, with all of my sisters, we all have a special, unique bond, I'd say. And I can't actually put it into words as far as this one does this or this one does that. But with all of them, it's it's so it I I just love it. It's just like eating your your favorite piece of chocolate. I mean, you get, you get to taste it and then it's like, you know, all these different textures, but with all of us together, it's, it's so-called like magical. And it's, to me, it's like angels and Dr. Maya Angelou, um, someone, the late Dr. Maya Angelou, who we had have sung for many times. uh, She, she told us that we have God in our throats and, and she said that we sound like angels And when we all get together, there's just that specialness, and there's nothing like it. I do also sing by myself at things, but together, that is the best possible place to be,
0: is with my sisters singing
1: in that that venue.
0: Oh, I just love it. So, what's the birth order, Leah? Okay, the Brown sisters, correct me if I'm wrong, but my list had Joanna Brown-Williams, Leah Brown Harrison, Dorcas Brown Smith and Rachel Brown Harrison. So I did I get all those right?
1: Somewhat. I mean, we 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 just like to add the Brown in there because that is, you know, our our maiden name. Um but the order they people usually get it mixed up. They'll they'll think if they see Dorcas and myself and Rachel, uh they'll say, "Oh, Dorcas must be the oldest." And I actually I kind of like that because I'm 3 years older than her. <laughs> But you know what? But she is the music. She is the oldest in regards to I always call her. She's like the queen. She's the musical genius. When it comes to our arranging for us, we all kind of can do a little bit of arranging or, you know, have our ideas. But Dorcas is the primary queen angel of us, you know, uh, of us getting together and, and putting songs together and the arrangement and the and the tune. So she's the oldest in that. So she's like our big sister. But the the, the actual order is Joanna. That's in Atlanta. Then it's myself, Leah, and then Dorcas, three years younger. And then comes our brother, Thomas, uh, a few years down the road. And then Rachel and then Simeon, our youngest brother, who it is his tw- 39th birthday today.
0: Well, happy birthday. Happy birthday, Simeon. (laughs) So has Joanna relocated to Atlanta altogether?
1: Yes, she has about, I think about 19 years ago now with her family.
0: So who of the Brown sisters are we looking forward to seeing on December 6th for First Friday at Adventist Medical Center?
1: You will see uh, myself, Leah, and you'll see Dorcas and Rachel. The three of us will be there.
0: Okay. Well, hopefully we can catch Joanna somewhere down the line.
1: Yes, yeah, she will actually be here uh, in December. She will be singing with us um, at South Lake Foursquare Church for their Christmas Eve services. So December twenty third, there'll be uh, three and five p.m. and then on Christmas Eve, one, three, and five p.m. at South Lake Foursquare Church.
0: How wonderful! I love South Lake. I pass by it every day I commute here. Good people. So we're so looking forward to seeing the Brown Sisters at. First Friday. Is this the first time that you'll be singing together at Adventist Medical Center? Yes, it is. Okay, so in a nutshell, it might be different because December, Christmas time, somewhat like downtown Bible class with Pastor Scott Gilchrist at um, Portland Art Museum. A lot of the ministries do something special around Christmas or others at Easter because that's one of your few times to get bodies in the building and share the gospel. So if you're used to expository preaching or certain messages, sometimes it's okay, if, if not more welcoming and special, to have a little more emphasis toward the music. So, do you have your set list created yet? Do you know what you're going to be singing? Are there certain themes? How did God put on your heart the songs that you've chosen?
2: Well, we always approach everything with prayer because we know the Holy Spirit is the best guide. <laughs> so um, we pretty much have the songs we're singing. Um, now we're just praying about the order of songs. So um, just, yeah, like I said, and the Holy Spirit answers sometimes immediately. And then sometimes we just go with the, the, the ones we know for sure that we're doing. Um, and then we add to it by the ideas that um, the Holy Spirit inspires. So on that night, there's going to be some, you know, praise and worship kinds of songs. But then a lot of our Christmas arrangements um, that we do, one in particular that's been a community favorite is Mary, Did You Know? You can expect to hear that on that night. And we actually um, will be singing some acapella. We'll be singing with a few of our tracks. Um, and then we have a, a special friend um, that's going to accompany us live on the piano. His name is Stephen McCoy. And he's originally from Baltimore, but he recently moved and is uh, working at East Imago Day now in the worship department. And so it's awesome to have him because he also arranged half of our music on our CD that we released last uh, December um, called Choose Love. So we're happy to have them local now. (laughs) It's a big
0: blessing. And thanks so much for bringing me a copy of your Choose Love (laughs) CD. I'm very much looking forward to giving it a listen. Make sure that you follow the Brown Sisters of Portland on Facebook. That's how you get to the right Brown Sisters. And Brown Sisters Music on Instagram as well. And they'll be singing coming up on Friday, December 6th at Adventist Medical Center for First Friday. The hospital is located on Southeast Market Street, just south of Mall 205. And once you enter the main lobby, head forward, go downstairs. And if you're by the piano, you will have reached the correct place to see Leah. Harrison, Dorcas Smith, and Rachel Harrison, better known as the Brown Sisters, as Joanna Williams will be in Atlanta for this one, but she gets to come for your very special December services. At South Lake Church. So that's just wonderful. And speaking of dropping churches' names, Dorcas, can you tell us about your connection with Life Change Church? Because Life Change is one of our most popular programs. Dr. Mark Strong is a staple of the KPDQ family. And now you're connected with Life Change as well?
2: Yes. I recently have been asked to help out there, and I'm leading worship two times a month. And attending the worship rehearsals, working with their worship team and just sharing the knowledge and the wisdom and the gifts that God has given me with the team, building a strong foundation in their worship team, especially for the new people that
0: have joined. Very much looking forward to hearing more about you, not only with Life Change Church, but with the Brown Sisters at Adventist Health in Portland, the lower-level amphitheaters, on December 6th for First Friday. When we return, more with Leah Harrison and Dorcas Smith of the Brown Sisters on Difference Makers. Welcome back to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee, and I have the special privilege of having two of the Brown Sisters across the desk from me today. The Brown Sisters are considered one of the best vocal groups to come out of Portland, and they'll be performing a very special Christmas concert at First Friday at Adventist Medical Center, December 6th at 7.15 p.m., Born and raised in Portland, they have been singing gospel and inspirational music for more than 30 years. Their talent, love, and passion for music has allowed them the opportunity to open up for the late Dr. Maya Angelou, and they've shared the platform with well-known artists such as C.C. Winans, the Oregon Symphony, and many more artists. Did you know that Crystal Thornton from and Crystal on the Fish actually used to sing with the Winans?
2: Yes, I heard
1: that.
0: It's true. It's true. So, what other artists have you sung with Leah?
1: Ooh. Oh. Oh, well, we've sung with, well, Aaron Meyer. He's the rock violinist. Oh, he's wonderful. He's incredibly talented. And and actually, uh, we're doing his concert series as well, the Brown Sisters, the three of us, and hopefully the fourth, Joanna, um, on December 19th, 20th, and 21st at the First Congregational Church with Aaron Meyer.
0: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: And this is his, I think this will be his 19th year
0: of doing this. you can go to AaronMeyer.com to get the details. Looking forward to that appearance as well. My goodness. So we've seen you do the National Anthem at Portland Trailblazer Games. Are there other types of venues that you like appearing at in particular or something that we might not expect
2: Well, I'm not sure if you might not expect it, but we do love, we've had a lot of opportunities to sing for various fundraisers and charities, and so that's been a blessing to um, help inspire people to give to good causes. Our most recent one that we sang at was the Milwaukee Providence fundraiser, Um, and so we, we do multiple things like that.
0: With all of the charities and nonprofit groups that you helped out over the years, are there any in your mind, Leah, that really stand out as a special memory for the Brown Sisters?
1: Yes, and oh, there's there's been quite a few, but I remember more than one time, again, sing, opening up for Dr. Maya Angelou. That was an amazing experience. Just to, you know, a lot of people at the time um, when we opened up for her, there was a lot of people maybe in Port- Portland that had never heard about the Brown Sisters. And so it it actually opened up the doors to a bigger audience for us when they heard us saying, some people were like, well, where did you come from? <laughs> and we're saying, well, we're natives. We're born and raised in Portland. So those have been our great experiences. Also, singing in, you know, I know this sounds like a cliche, but singing in just churches, if we're doing even concerts or someone has us as their special guest. I remember uh, our grandfather, who was the founder of Bethesda Christian Church, where we all grew up singing, and our mother playing the organ and the piano. Our grandfather, he always said, the church is a hospital. So I never forgot that. I don't remember the first time I heard him say that, but it was when I was really, really young And it correlates with the first Friday of this singing at Portland Adventist. There's so many people that are sick, that are hurting, that need a healer. And one way to do that, I mean, God is our healer. And being able to sing at this first Friday for Adventist Health is like coming to bring joy, bring healing to the hearts of so many that may be sick physically, but they also might be sick emotionally, mentally, and we can use our gifts to uplift and to heal, to bring healing through our music.
0: Well, that's one of the things I've always loved hearing about Adventist Medical Center and Adventist Health across the country in general, that it's not only acceptable, it's fairly expected that the physicians are going to pray with the patients And that's just an added factor. And if you're not familiar with First Friday quite yet, our pal Dr. Terry Johnson, who you hear on 104.1 The Fish, came up with this idea as he is actually the division vice president of Adventist Health for Mission Integration, kind of like the grand poobah of all chaplaincy. Mm -hmm. And he thought to himself that so many people that he worked with work odd hours, especially in the medical field. It's not a banker's hours Monday through Friday industry that you've joined. So he wanted to be able to bring the worship experience to them. Entered the idea for First Friday, a non-denominational worship experience, and it's at the hospital, Adventist Medical Center. Optional free soup and salad dinner is available from 5.30 to 6.30. They prefer that you RSVP online a couple of weeks in advance, but there's no RSVP needed to just attend First Friday from 7.15 to 8.30 p.m. And Friday, December 6th, will feature the music of the Brown Sisters. So we're very much looking forward to having you join us, Leah and Dorcas and Rachel as well. I wanted to add one of the special
2: charities or nonprofit organizations that I did recently actually came about through Joseph's cancer journey. I met many different people um, in the hospitals, and I actually met a woman whose son passed away from the same disease as Joseph that was fighting. And um, through that tragedy, she birthed an organization called Sam Day Foundation, And we got to sing at that fundraiser, which is a fundraiser that is uh, for cancer research for children, for the rare cancers that the people with the big money, um, they don't really invest. Only about 4% of the money that's raised um, goes to children's cancers. Which definitely isn't enough um, for cancer research. And so, um, Sam Day Foundation is focusing on research that's going to provide better options than just chemo and surgery to treat um, the disease and hopefully get some better results as far as, you know, curing or um, more people surviving. And Lorna Day is the woman's name, Sam Day Foundation. really good cause to give in to.
0: Well, I'm so sorry for the loss of the day child, but I admire Lorna for launching the Sam Day Foundation, that others would somewhere down the line be blessed. That's got to be a tough one. Tell us about the fact, Leah, that you and your sister married brothers. So our friends, the tear hearts from our old (coughs) baseball softball league, actually had brothers marry sisters, and their kids grew up The cousins looked like siblings, and they were about the same age. Do you have a similar situation with your families?
1: Yes, we do. Um, I've uh, I've been married for 27 years now. And uh, when we got married, Rachel was, she was one of the candle, you know, I I forgot what you actually call it. Candlelighters. (laughs) Candlelighters. And so at at the wedding, uh, my husband's family is from Omaha, Nebraska. And so a group of them drove down and or drove over to Oregon and came to our wedding. And Vicente, her husband, he was present. And at that time, you know, Rachel said she had like a little crush on him, but it was just nothing more. You know, they were young. And and then several years later, when Vicente was ready for college, he had gone to a few other colleges at first, and then my my husband urged him to come to Oregon and said, "You come over here to Concordia, check out Concordia, and see, you're going to love it. Once you you know come here, you're not going to want to leave." And so once Vicente actually um, checked out Concordia College, he ended up staying, and then he also never went back <laughs> to Omaha. And over time, they just built their friendship, and and then and they also ended up getting married, and so. Brothers, Mary and sisters, two brown sisters gotta love
0: that. so do either of you have kids
1: yes we 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 all have I have a blended family uh every so my, my children say there's eight of us uh that we have eight children and and in a way, we actually do you know with the with the blended family um so my my son, our youngest son Peyton. And Rachel's son, v- a little Vicente, we call him. They're they're like brother cousins, and they're nine months apart, and they actually do look like they're real brothers. And so they they play together all the time. They both love basketball, um, and so it, it, it is they're they're very very close like that. And 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 we all get
0: along. <laughs> That's wonderful. So can Joseph take him to the hoop against oh, his cousins? You know, here?
2: <laughs> they are very good, and I think Joseph can. You know, show him a few things, and they probably could show him a few things, too.
0: Well, earlier on, you were sharing the fact that you've done music together forever. Do you have any memories of when that began, Dorcas? Like, How young were you, in particular, (laughs) as the third in the birth order, if I remember correctly? mm -hmm,
2: Yes, yes. So, I was the baby of the first original Brown Sisters, and I know we were, I think, in a bedroom With green carpet. (laughs) That's all I can remember. I can't even remember whose room it was at the time. And I think we were like, hey, you sing this part, and you take this part, Leah, and I'll take this part. And so uh, Leah took the soprano, the highest voice. I took the alto, the middle voice, and Joanna took the tenor voice, the lowest voice. And we started singing a song. I don't even know what that first song was, but I do remember very early on singing at our church. Um, What was that song called? Spread a little sunshine. That was one of the early ones. Like (laughs) we've got to spread a little sunshine. (laughs) Da 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 da, da You know. And then there was another one that um, was one we sang often Fresh Touch of design. Yes, yes. There's a fresh Touch of desire in my soul today. Yes, that one. Uh, and, and the other ones, my dad would blast the music in our house on the record player. <laughs> and the eight tracks in the car, my mom would say, T.R., um, that stood for Thomas Ray Brown, T.R. Um, She's like, you better turn that music down because you're going to hurt their ears. (laughs) And so he would play many gospel choirs, like mass choirs, um, James Cleveland stuff. And I remember some other inspirational, the Winans were very inspirational to us. The Clark Sisters, this group called Witness um, Commission. It's like, ooh, Commission! We all love Commission, and um, and so we would just listen to different songs that you know my dad would play, or maybe that we would hear that was popular at the time, and then we're like, hey, let's let's try to sing that. And so, we actually end up singing a cappella because we thought mom's style and grandmother's (laughs) style, my mom's mom, was just a little too old-fashioned, you know. They didn't know how to play the fresh way, you know, at the time, like, ooh, da-da-da, you know. So, we're like, okay, no, we can't have mom play for us. We're going to just do it a cappella. So it became our thing that we just sang a cappella all the time and that became something so different because you didn't hear other people singing a cappella and so therefore that that's really how we got started um in that in that way
0: so are your respective kids musical with their siblings as well Leah?
1: The, well i know that uh my my nieces and nephews a lot of rachel's uh daughter harper she just turned 7 At the end of October, and she is like Elsa from Frozen. (laughs) I mean, she has the most beautiful, angelic little voice. Uh, My, our kids, all of our kids have that musical some some aspect. If they don't, they may not want to sing all the time, but they may play an instrument. Um, my kids, they like, they love music. Uh, Dor- all of Dorcas' kids love music and sing. And Levi was just, as Dorcas can state, was just in The Lion King. Uh, they just had uh, the musical The Lion King over the, over the last two weeks, and he was Simba. So <laughs> he was the grand poo bar, let's say. So, um, but again, all of our ch- uh, children enjoy music, especially when we get together. On the holidays, whether it's Christmas or Thanksgiving, you someone's going to want the Brown Sisters to do something. And if it's Christmas, it's going to be do the 12 days of Christmas, because that's one of their favorites and our mom's
0: favorite. And so I'm not naive enough to suggest that everyone should be like a Joe Jackson with the Jackson 5 or th- expect their kids to end up like the Von Trapps from Sound of Music. But at the same time, there's just something therapeutic and special and wonderful about Kids making music with their siblings. So do you have any suggestions for younger parents?
2: Well, um, I do suggest that if you recognize a, the gift of music in your child, then definitely steward it. Um, we were so blessed um, as kids to have this woman called Edwinna Wills, um, who's not with us anymore. But uh, she started our family with lessons. She, she was in our neighborhood and she gave us free piano lessons. Um, and she actually paid for me to take piano lessons when she took me as far as she could go because her instrument of specialty was the cello. Um, she uh, sent me to a woman who did piano lessons full time as a career and she paid for me up through 12th grade to take private piano lessons. And um, she'd always call us when the organ symphony was on channel 10. (laughs) She's like, you need to turn to channel 10 right now. And we kind of roll our eyes at the time (laughs) because we didn't understand the value of what she was pointing out. But then, you know, it's like all that exposure to the symphony music really gave us a broad space. perspective of music and and quality and like we learn to appreciate music for music not just one style and i actually think that that influence that she had in our lives gave us an ability to minister cross culturally you know we're we're not like just in one category but god has just given us something that no matter what your ethnicity is it's like it goes past culture into the hearts to minister. And so I'm like, I'm just very thankful for the exposure we've had to a variety of sounds and styles and um, especially through Edwina Wills. So back to answering your question, please get them private lessons, you know, um, whatever that is, I always suggest no matter what instrument they want to play, two years of piano is a great foundation for people interested in music because it gives you that music theory knowledge. And it just a nice uh, broad perspective of the fundamentals of music. Um, But yes, yes, yes. If you can cultivate that gift, you'll be doing something that, that will help them to thrive in that way. And they might end up a group. I can't guarantee there'll be a, a family group because all of the Brown sisters, children, None of our kids are a group, <laughs> you know. Even though they might be musically talented, uh, they they don't have the the Smith brothers or you know the Harrison kids or you know the Williams family. You know, no one has that. Um, but you know, like I said, they might become a thing. But I do strongly suggest private lessons and getting them involved as many singing or instrumental opportunities that are around you as possible, maybe in your local church or something.
0: Great wisdom from Dorcas Brown-Smith and her sister Leah Brown-Harrison. They are just two of the Brown sisters, and you can check them out at First Friday at Adventist Health Portland. The lower-level amphitheaters are downstairs by the piano, and they'll be having a very special Christmas sharing Friday, December sixth, starting at 7.15 p.m., More with Leah and Dorcas next on Difference Makers. You're listening to Difference Makers. My name is Mike Lee. And across the desk, we have Leah Brown-Harrison and Dorcas Brown-Smith alongside Rachel Brown-Harrison and their oldest sister, Joanna Brown-Williams. They make up the group known as the Brown Sisters. And you can catch the Brown Sisters, well, at least three out of four of them. December 6th for First Friday, which begins at 7.15 at Adventist Medical Center in Portland. So we're very much looking forward to this. And you mentioned that you began doing a cappella. A, because at the time no one else was doing it, and B, because perhaps you didn't want other people banging on the piano alongside you. (laughs) So do you enjoy more of an a cappella sound, or do you like having the big band behind you, Leah?
1: Ooh, I actually... Um, my first love would be probably us singing acapella because I like to hear all of the parts when we sing and it's kind of a pet peeve if there may be someone that is at a church or that says, oh, I'm going to play for you or they just happen to be the only musician and they're going to play for us, but then they start playing and then it just sounds really loud or it's overpowering and it kind of drowns out our sound because I want people to hear what comes out of our mouth. I want them to hear the sounds as if we were angels singing. But I do like it when we find musicians such as Steve McCoy, who is on our CD, and um, he he arranged some of our songs on you know maybe about four or five of our songs on our CD. Choose love. When you get when you find a really excellent musician or pianist that can accompany us, that's when it's like. A sweet spot for me. It's very sweet because they know how to balance and they know when to kind of back off and when to maybe do those little sweet notes and jazz chords or, you know, whatever they do best. But when that's when it's a nice balance. So those times when we have an excellent musician backing us up, I cherish those moments as well.
0: Do you feel the same way, Dorcas? Do you like the acapella sound over having a band behind you or is it different for you?
1: Well, I would say that
2: I like both of them, maybe equally. Um, I think there's a place for both. Um, so, um, yes, when I feel like it's an acapella moment, I think there is something, an instrument in itself, with our voices blending together as one. Um, and then there's some things that a band or a pianist adds. Maybe it's the, the, the song in itself or it's the um, the textures, different textures for different purposes, and I, I feel like they both have a place, and I enjoy them both when they're done properly. So, what kind
1: of music was your family raised on? We were raised on a lot of uh, church choirs, the Mississippi Mass Choir, um, maybe the Georgia Mass Choir. We, we we heard a lot of Mahalia Jackson uh again and then and then the newer group, so it was a lot of church groups, church choirs and when we were really young, and then, as we got older, it was the the up and coming you know like the Kirk Franklin was a big hit, and we always wanted to like sing his songs <laughs> with this choir because we loved his style, so Kirk Franklin, and of course commissioned uh Fred Hammond. Uh, a lot of those newer groups, but those are the mainstay. Yes, yeah, CC Winans, the Winans, we listen to that all the time. And so our dad, again, he just he opened the door to just the experience of us being able to hear different things. And then Miss um, Edwina Wills and her husband, the one, they took us on as pupils for teaching us the classical music and at piano, and then I took on from there, um, I played the violin. And so all of that together, it gave us a bigger window to see through and to learn from
0: and to appreciate. Well, it certainly expanded your range and diversified your musical palette. Do you ever bring the old violin out of the closet? You know what? Actually,
1: I, I still have my violin, and I need to actually take it to a shop to probably get it restringed And I actually want to pick it back up and I haven't yet, but there's still hope for me. (laughs) It will
2: happen. (laughs) Um, As far as growing up in the music that we grew up with in our house too, I do have very, very, Uh, strong memories of my father um, because my grandfather was the pastor of the church we grew up in. But then my dad was assistant pastor when my grandfather was pastor. And then when my grandfather passed away, my dad was the the pastor and he was so strict. Okay. (laughs) It's like, we only had Christian music in our house. Um, Even if we were watching a movie or a television show, that happen to have like, quote unquote, worldly music in the background. And my dad heard that sound. He's like, what's that? What's that? Turn that mess up. Turn that junk up. I'm like, come on, dad. It's just Soul Train or it's just, (laughs) you know, solid gold. I mean, come on. It's just a movie, (laughs) you know, but he just was, that was just something so strong in him that we didn't understand where he was coming from at the time. We're just thinking our dad is so strict. I just don't understand, you know? Um, So he didn't even allow us to go to the school dances. So if we went, we were just sneaking in (laughs) after the football game or something. But, um, but we, I actually, you know, really appreciate that about my father because now I don't even honestly have an interest in any music outside of Christian um, b- because, you know, words are powerful, sounds are, are powerful, and you know, I'm into the lyrics. Like if the lyrics if they're saying what God is saying, hey, I'm all for that. But if they're if the lyrics are saying opposite of the Bible, oh, I can't have that on in my like, and know that I can't justify that at all if my aim is to please God. And so I really, you know, I try to encourage my kids, <laughs> but man, I wish they had my dad to help raise them. <laughs> they would probably like less of the music they like, <laughs> but I do my best to say, encourage Christian music, lyrics that match the Bible. <laughs> um for upbringing, you know, since I have four teenage boys, 19, 18, 16, 15 years old with my 12-year-old daughter, who hear me say the same thing quite often. They're like, I already know, Mom. (laughs) But I'm like, hey, why don't you put on a Christian song, one of your favorites, you know, just play that in honor of God. <laughs> and so they'll they'll stop what they're doing and they'll put the one song on for me and then you know go back to their thing. But yes.
0: So Dorcas, what are your kids listening to that you like?
2: Oh, well, recently Kanye West, "The Jesus Is King." <laughs> My son uh, Levi, I remember him saying. Oh my goodness. Jesus is King is awesome. And so Kanye West has been doing this Sunday service thing and using a lot of the songs that, you know, that are on his newest album which are Christian lyrics. Um hey, I'm I'm okay with Christian lyrics. <laughs> and so I know, you know, he doesn't have the best reputation as far as his other music before Jesus is King, but hey, I'm I'm thankful that he's declaring Jesus is King because yes, Jesus is the King of Kings, and um, I'm, my my son Levi has this uh, sing till the power of the Lord comes down song as his alarm on his phone. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, yes, that's a good song. (laughs) Um, And so I, that's the, oh, my son, Joseph likes this song called victory by Jay Moss, which um, is a cool song. Um, And then they've liked some King and country things in the past that I enjoyed too. So they they like a variety. I I want to encourage that Christian repertoire to increase.
0: <laughs> Is it similar in your house, Leah? You know what? I'm not actually
1: sure what what my uh our daughter, yeah, we have a blended family, but our daughter um with my husband, she's 20 and I'm I'm not, she kind of has, you know, maybe on her iTunes, you know, just kind of a blend. I mean, some songs might be, you know, like Disney channel-ish. Songs or just just the songs that are like you know pop type songs, but she will have her you know, Christian music on there. I don't know who her favorite artist is, and my younger son, I'm not quite sure he's eleven, Peyton, what you know, what he's actually listening to. Um, I'm sure it's clean music, but it's probably more of just kind of the you know the hip-hop type stuff, but they all know when they get in my car it's always on SiriusXM, Kirk Franklin's channel, 64. And it's whatever. And my, my, my daughter will usually tell me most days, Mom, can you turn that down? It's too loud. But I just want to turn it up so loud because I just want to hear the the sounds of, you know, I mean, the, the inspirational sounds of the Lord, you know, that are inspired by God. So, if it was up to me, when I'm in my car by myself, there's sometimes where my my I just blast it like my dad used to do with us when we were little, <laughs> and um and so I, right now I keep it on serious you know XM channel sixty four Kirk Franklin, <laughs> and my radio station
0: is one hundred four point one The Fish. <laughs> I'm so glad to hear that. <clears throat> so whether it's Kanye West or back in the day Johnny Cash or Brian Head Welsh from the rock band Corn shouldn't we celebrate them coming to know the Lord rather than say, oh, well, you're known for this? Shouldn't we all be looking at ourselves first and saying, I was known for this until I had the saving grace of Jesus come into my life, I and agree. then I require change? Can we be a little forgiving when maybe a lyric kind of makes you cringe when it comes up in a newer song? Anyway, it, not only did you grow up as pastor's kids, you were pastor's grandkids. So... Leo, when did your faith become your own, as opposed to growing up a pastor's kid and a pastor's grandkid? Ooh, well, from,
1: again, as we say, the moment we were conceived, you know, we just were in, we were in church. We heard the words of the Lord. But growing up, again, for me, when I really became serious about, ooh, I need the Lord. I need to have the Holy Ghost. I need to have his spirit. Dwelling in me so I can discern so I can, you know, have more strength in him and and follow him. And that was uh, when I turned 15. So March 10th, 1985. I, um, That's when I was just like, you know what, Lord, I need you. I need more of you because growing up again, we're just it's just, you know, we don't have a choice per se of, you know, going to church. We went to church probably about maybe five days a week it was sunday morning service it was sunday night service it was tuesday night bible class it was thursday night youth service and it was saturday uh choir practice and prayer meeting so we were it was church all the time but when i got really serious was when i was you know again 15 it was like i need to i need i, I need more of him and i want more of the relationship and that's when it happened and our father too as well he He instilled in all of us at a young age to, we had to have the relationship. Like we have to love the Lord with all of our hearts because he is the only saving grace for all of us. If we don't have Jesus, then we're, we're, we're lost and we would be lost. So that always stuck with me is like, I don't want to be lost, but it wasn't so much out of fear. As I got older, it was like, I want the relationship with Jesus because he has the best plan for all of us. And I want to have the best plan in my life, and I, I, and I can't do it
0: without the Lord. Well, Leah, I'm so glad you discovered this on your own at the relative young age of 15. Was it similar or different for you, Dorcas?
2: It was different for me in the sense of I don't remember anything other than the Lord as my personal Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. I mean, I don't remember not having Him. I don't remember not being saved I just remember wanting to walk with God and, you know, I loved going to church. It was our lifestyle. It was just the norm. I didn't even play sports in high school because it's like, Oh, we don't have time for sports. We only have enough time for a few concerts in the, uh, performing groups that we're in in our high school, but no way can we miss church for a sporting event, and so um, and so we just were used to that. I enjoyed it. We were the first ones there and the last ones to leave, and you know we sh- could have had a cot in the in the church <laughs> um, for all of our attendants. But um, I do remember that I didn't really even get to the intimacy level. Uh, with the Lord until college, because for some reason I just thought I hear, you know, I read the Bible when I go to church. I I pray when I go to church. Um, I feel his presence when I go to church. Um, I hear what God wants to say when I go to church. And I went to a women's retreat in college and a woman was preaching about like how the Lord wants to be with us just one on one. He he loves spending time with us anytime you you just pray to him, he's like right there enjoying being with you. And so she's like he just wants to be with you. And so I I remember going back to my college dorm and you know kind of going in my closet literally. <laughs> it was kind of a bigger closet and I said, "Okay, I want to know you like the way she was talking about." And I remember when I was worshiping him in my dorm room And the presence of the Lord filled that dorm room. And I was blown away because I said, oh, my goodness, I didn't know I can feel his presence with just me and not everybody else here. And that was a game changer for me because I didn't always feel like, oh, I got to get to church so I can feel God or experience God. I could experience God and his presence every day. Day. And that just built this relationship where I'm at now, where he is my everything. I can't do anything without him. I don't want to breathe one breath without him.
0: And I'm so thankful that I will be with him for eternity. Thank you so much, Dorcas. On our way out, anyone you want to say hi to or send a shout out to? <laughs>
2: Well, I'll say hello, kids. I love you. Benjamin, Levi, Judah, Joseph, Jasmine. Mwah! For mama.
1: Hello all of, to, my, to my husband, Pee Wee Harrison. To all my children. Um, I got Charmina, Kiki, Naima, uh, my grandbabies, uh, Bo Peep, Shy Shy Shy, Peyton, and Atlas, Achilles, and Astro. Love you all.
0: Thank you so much Leah Harrison and Dorcas Smith Of the Brown Sisters Appearing at First Friday At Adventist Medical Center On Southeast Market Street Just south of Mall 205 Go downstairs by the piano To find the lower level amphitheaters Friday December 6th Beginning at 7.15pm And make sure to follow Brown Sisters Music On Instagram And on Facebook You'll find them at The Brown Sisters of Portland Thank you for listening To Difference Makers